Welcome to episode number 53, Self-Regulation and Your Brain, Strategies to Bounce Back Towards Resilience. During these strange and different times we're all living these days, we need to have strategies that we're using on a daily basis to navigate through these challenging times where we all feel the pressure so we can stay focused on regulating ourselves first and then in turn helping others around us to stay regulated. You may have had some strategies in place before the coronavirus pandemic changed our world, but might be noticing that as each day passes and we recognize more and more stressors and unpredictability facing us, that our baseline is changing and our resilience levels are not the same. Since we all have a brain, we will all be experiencing this in some way. And I'm sure that like me, you'll find this information very helpful to build your own resilience levels back up to where we're used to having them so we can resume our day-to-day -day life with a feeling of accomplishment instead of letting the pressures get the best of us. But first, what is self-regulation and why is it so important? I do recommend going back to episode number 14 where we covered self-regulation it was one of the six social and emotional learning competencies that we launched this podcast with, and it's the foundational learning skill for future success. This episode covers self-regulation strategies to help our children, as well as for ourselves in the workplace. But just a quick review, self-regulation is the ability to manage your emotions and behavior in accordance with the demands of the situation. It includes being able to resist highly emotional reactions to upsetting stimuli, to calm yourself down when you get upset, adjust to a change in expectations, and the ability to handle frustration. In other words, it's the ability to bounce back after a setback or disappointment, and the ability to stay in congruence with your inner value system. These days, this skill takes practice from all of us, and is one of those crucial life skills that I thought was important to cover on a deeper level. The ability to control one's behavior, emotions, and thoughts is an integral skill to be taught to young children as well, so they can form and maintain healthy relationships and connections later in life. As an adult, self-regulation is crucial to develop, as we all know that life is full of ups and downs, and it seems like more so these days than usual but we must be able to make our way through these challenging situations before we can reach any level of achievement and success. It's these challenging times that give us our future strength. We all know people who seem to bounce back after adversity. A calm, regulated leader can make others feel safer, but it's not by chance. It's because they've learned how to self-regulate and intentionally get themselves back on course. This is a learned skill, and if we're modeling and teaching this skill well, it will strengthen our students, children, workplace, organizations, community, culture, and world, putting us all on the pathway of resilience, where we can handle challenge and adversity. But what does self-regulation look like in the brain? This episode will dive deeper into what's actually happening in our brain when we become dysregulated so we can learn how to recognize when we're in this place and get ourselves back to a regulated, calm state. 
if you've listened to the last episode, you'll know i've been learning from dr. bruce perry he's an american psychiatrist and senior fellow of the child trauma academy in houston, texas and the online resources that he's created to help parents, educators, counselors to navigate these challenging times with more understanding and he actually ties the brain into each topic that he covers. I've watched his neurosequential network COVID-19 stress, distress, and trauma series, and have taken notes that have given me ideas to share on this podcast that we can all use right away. If you would like to learn more, please do visit his video series that I've included in the show notes, along with the images to explain each concept. And I've personally reached out to Dr. Perry to see if I could get him on this podcast in person, but this may take some time due to how busy he is right now doing his best to educate those in his close network. And I did see him working with Oprah yesterday on best practices during these challenging times. But please do stay tuned. And in the meantime, I'll share with you some concepts that I think are crucial for us, not just to understand, but be actively practicing on a day-to-day basis to keep our resilience buckets full. When we are regulated and calm, we will have access to the higher levels of thinking in our brain through our neocortex. We can think, make decisions, and carry out our day-to-day activities and have learned strategies to help us to self-regulate when stressors come our way. If you have access to the show notes, you'll see a diagram of an upside-down triangle showing that when we're regulated, we have access to our neocortex and we'll make well-thought-out decisions. What's happening now is that so many new stressors are coming our way and hitting us in a manner that many of us are now on our way to dysregulation where we don't have access to our higher level thinking and we become more reactive. I noticed this happening to me when I was working with one of my kids on their schoolwork this week. It's not something new, but the whole working from home and homeschooling is new for many of us. My daughter wasn't happy with the fact she had to do this, and so she was slouched over trying to answer her math problems with a bit of an attitude and wasn't putting in much effort. This pushed my buttons, and before I know it, I'm reacting, and we all need to take a break and breathe. I had to stop and think about something I'd been thinking about all week after watching Dr. Perry's video series, that a regulated, calm adult can regulate a dysregulated, anxious child, but a dysregulated adult can never regulate a dysregulated child. And I had to make some changes. In order for any of us to find our way through these times, we need to stop the minute we notice we're heading towards dysregulation and take a break and return when we're calm. When a young child is made to feel safer without a parent yelling at them, they'll have access to their thinking brain. But if they're nervous, They'll feel the power differentiator and lose the ability to use these higher functions of their brain. This was my experience, but it's also happening to parents all over the country, educators who are being asked to facilitate these new distance learning courses, frontline workers in the healthcare industry who are now being pushed to their breaking points. Now more than ever, we need to recognize when we're at the state of dysregulation and implement strategies to get us back to our baseline and build resiliency. Did you know that when we're dealing with a dysregulated person, we can actually regulate them by the tone of our voice, how we listen to them, nonverbal signals, and they'll be able to reflect our calm. Now more than ever, we need to find strategies to help us to stay calm and keep our head because emotions are contagious. We'll never make inroads with our children unless we maintain our calm 
and we want to avoid where Dr. Perry warned us that for years to come, there'll be a vulnerability in the population and their offspring if we don't take control of our emotions in times of stress. So some tips to stay regulated and avoid the traps of dysregulation. Once you can get yourself to a place that's calm by bypassing negativity, you can relax, refuel, reflect and think where you'll have access to your neocortex or the thinking part of your brain. If you can build these steps into your daily routine, you'll be filling up your resiliency cup and building strength that you can use for years to come. Tip number one, bypass negative media like news and social media. I'm sure you've heard that watching the news is bad for your brain, but have you ever wondered why? It's the same reason that hanging out with the wrong crowd affects your results. After a prolonged amount of time, you'll begin to think and act like those you're spending the most time with. The longer we watch the news or scroll through social media, the more stress we're exposed to, disconnecting us from our calm, regulated state. Just turn it off and read the headlines if you want to stay on top of what's happening. Tip two, reflect. Give yourself some quiet time to think. Take a three to five minute break when you step away from your work and take some time to let your mind wander. I know I've talked about this strategy in other episodes, but it's during these times of rest that flashes of insight can come our way. We can solve problems in this time and generate new ideas and think deeply. We don't learn from our experiences. We learn from reflecting on our experiences. John Dewey said that in 1933. Tip three, relax meditation, music, deep breathing, or mental imagery. Research shows meditation improves health, well-being, and our ability to deal with stress. But not everyone has the time to add this into their day, especially not right now with all we have on our plates. So taking a few minutes throughout your day to think of something that makes you happy is a quick way to relax and self-regulate. Tip four is refuel. Find what gives you more energy and make that a priority. When you can get the right amount of sleep, exercise, healthy nutrition, your body should naturally feel refueled. Avoid things that drain your energy and keep things that refuel you on your daily schedule. Did you know that Einstein used to walk two hours a day to regulate? Dr. Dan Siegel, a clinical professor of psychiatry who we've had on the podcast before, he reminds us that during this bad and threatening moment of time, we can look towards a vision of the future where there might be an improved or better world. Think of where you can be of service to others and improve your current relationships. Use this time to connect to others, learn new skills, improve and be kind to yourself and to others. There are many places you can go to learn new science-based approaches that can be applied to improve resiliency in your own life or in schools or in the workplace. I just want to thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. When we launched this podcast last June, I had no idea that we would have the interest that we've received for this information. I want to thank especially our Canadian listeners who are keeping us in the top 100 charts for the iTunes education how-to category and for our United States listeners who've just got us into the top 100 charts for the same category. And for everyone who listens to the episodes increasing our visibility, we've just hit the top 10 social emotional learning podcasts to follow in 2020. I know this information is important and timely, and I do look forward to bringing on new guests to help you to implement practical neuroscience in your daily life. See you next episode. Stay well. 
you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 